Okay, welcome everybody. This is VOD number eight in our studies, our analysis, our trying to live with Don and Likavskos. The hard thing about discovering great ideas I often found is you have this bittersweet question and sense about when you're going to see a good idea again. And on Halavai, we could all take the best ideas and just make them part of ourselves and then just be done. But most of us are not like that, of course. And certain types of ideas are so new that you can't assume you'll just run into it so fast. I sometimes read old schmoozim that I've given and I see the basic themes almost all the time I know them, but then I say like, oh wow, that was an interesting Dwar Torah. Where did I hear that? Or that idea, that might say, things like that. And that, that never really became part of my I heard, maybe I heard a Misa, which was very related. Maybe I cut a who sent it to me specifically because I was going to give a schmooze about a certain topic. And then I put in the schmooze and I haven't given that schmooze for a few years. And then I read it. And I'm like, wow, that is such an interesting idea. It's a shame that I, it's a shame that it just was in the past. So um, I'm far from remembering it. That's, by the way, as a side point, that's why a person should grab the opportunity to share something that they know and to hear something they know already. We, I said a lot of times, so it's not just about Hazara, it's about reliving good ideas that we've run into, that we've heard, that we've shared, even that, that we've given over, and we should grab the opportunity to Hazar again, not always want something new and new and new and new. Uh, it's ridiculous. And the reason I bring this idea up now, just our little introduction to our session today, is this idea of seeing people through seeing people, I think is is such an amazing idea. And I think it's one of those ideas which kind of like, you just have to like take a second and say, wow, that was a new idea. And I could go through my life and not see people. I could go through my life and maybe just see people who are most directly in front of me, or I could see the person who is directly asking me for some compassion. But to take a step back, and even those people we can miss sometimes, but to realize my coworkers, my students, my children, the person I'm going on the subway with, I could just, I could not see him. I could not see him or her. And, you know, sometimes on the subway, it's best not to see everybody because it might be safe. But but just an idea that we're running into humanity, uh, Jews, non-Jews, and, and see that someone else, uh, Stephen Covey, Covey or Covey, I never decided how to say it, never know for sure. But he says a story in one of his books that there was a gentleman who was, on the subway together with him, the kids were acting up, you know, terribly. And at a certain point he felt he had to say something. He said, sir, I'm sorry, but your children are so wild. So he turned to him, the fellow said, I'm, I apologize. You know, they just, they just came back from the hospital. Their mother just passed away. So they're all kind of out of sorts. So, but, you know, that would be a, an extreme example of not seeing someone, realizing what someone's going through. So, but, so this idea, in my humble opinion, it works and it's amazing as a something that stands on its own. And it's amazing in the context of Don Elikavskos, because when we're looking at pe people as computer programs, when we're looking at people as uh, psychological studies, when we're looking at people even in their Torah way, however we're looking at them, we're not really seeing them. We're not seeing them. There's a human being here. There's someone who's struggling. There's someone who has highs, lows, a whole life that I don't know about, etc. But when you, when you see just when you really see them, and then that all kind of comes into focus, 
And then all those ideas we have about Don Likovskos are so much more easy because they're attached to a real person that exists by us. So I think it's one of those ideas. And I think it's a, I think as we're going to continue now, because we can't just talk about it all the time, it's a good idea to savor and to hold on to and try to relive. And if, if someone does have, which is some type of place where they store good ideas and life-changing ideas, things like this, I think this deserves to be in there. Uh, that's at least how I'm experiencing it. If others experience it in that way, so excellent and and, and save it. Okay. So it's time now to go to another part of the picture. Okay, as I said, it's our eighth week of Donnie Lekovskos and the part of the picture that I don't think we dealt with directly. It's actually one of my favorites. It should be probably a little bit of a shorter vod today. I'm not sure it's going to take that long to discuss it, but let's see. Which is, you are not as smart as you thought you were, right? This relates to the idea that we mentioned about not knowing everything that's going down with another you, with another person, but it's even more basic than that, right? The last idea that we were sharing, besides this idea of seeing the person and how that will help you, is that, you know, I never know all the situations, right? What What's the difference between not knowing it all and not knowing all the circumstances and not being as smart as you think you are? Allow me to explain. Not knowing all the circumstances means, for example, I see someone come late to shul. Now, that on its own is not a good thing. It's not good to come late to shul. person should come late. person should come on time. In the mafia, the biggest of air in the mafia is snitching. And the second biggest is coming late. Don't try this out. Uh, and I don't have any mafia friends. But I did have a friend named... I don't want to say Bellavia when I was younger and we wondered maybe his dad wasn't the mob, but I don't know. But since then it's, but you know, I've read books and stuff and it's an interesting topic. And there is a certain code there. One of the codes is no snitching. That's a big one. You snitch, you're out and uh, you don't come late. Uh, certainly to the big boys. So you don't come late. So, so you know, so, so, so the biggest boy to the bonus show, not supposed to come late. Okay. But he comes late. So not knowing all those circumstances means I know what's going on at home. It could be he did the right thing. His wife was struggling. A child was something. It could be maybe got stuck in the bathroom. I just don't know his, I don't know his circumstance. That, that's what he meant by no, not knowing the circumstances. That I really don't know why he came late. And and Don and Likavskus means as opposed to like zeroing in and saying, coming late to Shul Sinner. It's to say, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't draw conclusions. You you really don't know his circumstances. But certain times, and this is what we mean by today, is there's nothing even clear to even pin anything on the guy, right? There's no, there, there is something wrong. He came late. Good to come on shul. Good to come to mafia meetings on time. Much better to come to shul on time. He came late. Not good. My interpretation will come in. You don't know all of the situations. Don't put that interpretation. Sometimes, and this is why I said it's even more basic, there's nothing even to pin on the guy. But we jump in with a negative interpretation of something that we perceive that way. But it's not even necessarily like that. I know why he did this. I know why she's acting like that. I know exactly what they're doing. I know what they're doing. They're doing this, right? What they're doing, there is no negative. There's no, uh, I'm, I'm lacking a good example. There's no, there's no, he did something wrong, right? It's nothing. He's smiling a certain way. 
So I understand the reason he's smiling a certain way is because X negatively. I really don't know. I really don't know, right? And it's it's time to eat some humble pie and be able to say that. You know, I don't know. I have no idea why he acts that way. A co-worker, is, he could be very, very quiet in a meeting. Nothing wrong, basically, being very quiet in a meeting or, or too quiet or, or a little, well, but it's not, it's not clearly defined as a wrong or wrong or right. There's no, there's no code, moral, halachic, hashkafic. There's no code that he's going against in his behavior, in his speech, in his thinking, nothing, nothing I see. But I tap on a negative interpretation to it. So that's where I have to take his steps. Not just I don't know, not just that I don't know his situation. I don't know anything. Why am I assuming, why am I assuming wrongdoing? Why am I assuming bad kavana? Why am I assuming anything? But I do assume that. And often we do assume that. Right? So just to, let's give some perspective where this idea fits into the ideas, the idea, ideas that we've shared over our two months of this topic. We said he is wrong. We spoke about that and L a lot and how that's helpful to us to be able to say that someone is wrong. But there's room for within Donnie Likov's fuss to give context to that. He's a Jew. It's not really who he is. We said there's so much more to him. There are many reasons he does this. Many things he does are right. I have no idea what he or she is going through. Now, here's the point. I don't even know what I'm seeing. I love to interpret, but that is not the reality. Who knows? I just don't know. I don't know. Why is he quiet at the Shabbos table? Why does he speak extra at the meeting? Why does all these things, right? Why does he spend more of his focus time? Why is he more focused on chesed than learning? Or why is he more focused on learning than davening, let's say, right? Those are not those are not objective realities. You see amongst Gedol Yisrael, some Gedolim spend a lot more time learning Less time in Chesed. Some spend more time in Chesed learning. Let's give me, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit for the best example. Maybe maybe that would be an interesting example. I was like, I don't know if given this example in the VOD, but I, I wrote about it. I didn't write about it, actually. But I, an example I like very much are two well-known people Rav Ari Levin. I was speaking about that in the VOD, so let me just give this example for a second. Rav Ari Levin is, this is kind of a strange example because I don't think anybody would do that, but just to, to, to I think it will give a certain picture. So bear with me for a moment. So Ravai Levin was an enormous uh, Ish Chesed. He was definitely a Chash of Talmud Chacham also. He spent, uh, there's a book about him called Tzaddik in Our Time, a very popular book, a book which has stood the test of time, many, many decades, written by someone named Sim, Simcha Raz. And um, he used to visit the Jewish underground people. He would visit lepers. He would go to no, there was no nothing he wanted to do for another Jew. Uh, incredible, incredible Ish Chesed. And he also was certainly a Tamil Chacham. He was the Mashkich of the uh, Eitz Chaim Cheder and a very, very well-known comment of Rav Kook. And he was he was connected to Rav Kook. He was also connected to the other, you know, more zealots in, in Yerushalayim. Some of those zealots didn't like the fact that he was connected to Rav Kook. He was a whole person. Okay, but he was a very, very big person. He is like Zilberstein is quite a famous person today. Rav Yashav's son-in-law was actually uh, close to him when he was, before he was Rabbi Yashiv's son-in-law. Anyway, that's what we're about to go into. Rabbi Yashiv, he actually helped him. But something I only realized in the last half a year, not only was Rabbi Levin 
close to the underground. Sometimes he did underground activities, actually. He helped smuggle certain people out of Jerusalem one time. And he's like Zilberstein used to help him as a young kid. He would actually help him. He said, you know, he told him that that's, I read an interview by Vietnam Zilberstein recounting his episodes. In other words, I always think he just like went to visit them in the, and visited them when they were in jail and stuff like that. He did that, but he also would help them sometimes and he would give messages and he, I, I won't call him exactly underground, but he was definitely involved in some of their activities. Okay. Uh, I don't know if he ever blew up, uh, you know, railroad tracks or anything like that. I don't think he did that. Yeah. But okay. So that's, that's a very limited. Massive Ish Chesed, definitely a big time of Chacham. Let's go to his illustrious son-in-law of Yosef Shalom al-Yashiv, right? Well, Yashiv was in like a 17-hour-a-day Masmid for years and years and years and years and years and years, and years, right? So now, now Rav Yashiv also did Chesed, but that wasn't, you know, that wasn't mafiating him from the many, many many, many accounts I've read from him. He was a sensitive person. Of course, he didn't. But it wasn't his thing to go to hospitals and go visit people and things like that. It was a different type of different type of emphasis. That's okay. That's what that's what I want to bring out. Definitely a different emphasis. Now, in a certain way, Rebliyashi giving a half hour of his time to answer questions when he was so, his mind was so, he was like an Olympic athlete, was a chesed. Okay, that definitely was, and et cetera. That's a different type of chesed than someone whose like whole life was was that, right? It was different. It's a difference, it's just different. He was he was learning, he was teaching, he was being mom at Halacha for Kleistro. It was in that realm, but it was it was def- definitely different. So now, if I would be a judgmental person, would kind of like here's where it comes in. So those are two models. In my mind, those are two models of Kedusha. It's not one's right, one's wrong. And and to really understand like what, what made Rabbi Yashiv the way he was and what made Rabbi Levin the way he was, right? Now I could I could um I can respectfully conjecture about it. But after all, you know, I really don't know. Like, I, I don't, you know, how much was it nature? How much was it nurture? How much is, was it Sarche Shah? How much was it, you know, I have theories about it. But, and I think it's the same, same thing about it. I think part of it is, you know, part of it, which I think is Latoelis, is that people go with their, in Kedusha, people go with their Nitiota a little bit sometimes and, or whatever. But, you know, it would really be, a, it would take me a long time. So I could just, so here's the point. I could just make like some simple line and put it on Rabbi Yashiv and another simple line and put on, Revire Levin and et cetera. And, you know, but it's, that's really, a lot of it is Gaiva. I have to be a little bit humble and say, you know what? These are big people, big people, bigger than me in Chesed, bigger than me in Torah, bigger than me in every way. And, and I don't know, you know, and a theory is a theory and maybe it's important to discuss, but so, so th- that's a good example. But I think a lot of times like that, when we see, when we see people even more on our level, we we figure that we know why they are, and a lot of times our interpretations are negative, right? If our interpretations are all positive, so then maybe sometimes that'll be naive, but it's not, it's definitely not Donnelly Kavchol, but we're not going against Pesetic Tishwara Mitecha, right? Maybe it's not always wise, etc. But but it, but when we when we pin interpretations on people, so we're 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 easily treading into this area of not Donnelly Kavchol because Often the interpretations we're going to put on people. Let's say I just uh, this is totally not true. Let's say saying Rabbi Yashiv wasn't such a friendly person. That's why he didn't wasn't involved in Chasid Chasashal, right? Or or Rabbi Levin wasn't such a big Balkishran, so he wasn't so involved in learning. Now, for all I know, I really don't know. It could be Rabbi Levin was a bigger genius than Rabbi Yashiv naturally. I, I don't know. I really don't know. And, and Rabbi Yashiv maybe had a very very nice nature in Teva. Maybe I really don't know. You know, it could be Rabbi Yashiv thought the world needed a Tamochacham, and Rabbi Levin felt that the that the lepers need someone to take care of them and. Who who knows? You know, but the, again, now I can put in nice interpretations about them, saying and things like that. And but once I get into like this area where where I'm putting people down, 
judge, judging them this. And this is a thing. I, I hope I hope when people are listening to me, again, my example, I don't know if it's the best example. I'm sorry I don't have maybe a more practical example. I forgot to think of a good practical example. I got the theory very clearly, but 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 I but I, I hope I hope that see we're listening can can relate to that. That we we put it, you know, my boss is like this, my coworker is like that, my wife is like this, my husband's like that, my kids are like this. My, you know, you don't know sometimes. You just don't know. There's there's so much more to a person. You really don't know. So it's not even it's not even just to put it all into context. It's not that I see the guy coming late to shul. I don't know his circumstances for doing this wrong thing. That's what we spoke about most recently. This is, I don't even know if it's good or if it's bad. I don't know what I'm seeing at all. I just don't know. Let me add, because I know we, I appreciate the fact we have some women. Sometimes for women, this is more difficult even, this avoda we're saying. And for more intuitive people, it's more difficult, right? Women have a certain intuition. That's their being the Sarah. The Gemara in, in Bracha says, Isha's makaras orchim. Isha recognizes the guests that they have a certain akara, they have a certain insight into people, and intuitive people have an insight into people. People understand people well intuitive. So for them, it's a little more dangerous because sometimes someone who doesn't have that intuition, or a man who's not intuitive, says, "You know, I'm scientific about this. I have no idea what's going on. Let me go through scientific processes for trying to figure out if need be, or maybe I'll just won't even think about it." Right, but people have more of an intuition. They like jump a lot and say, "Like, oh, I get this. I know why he's doing that. I know she's doing it. I know. I know why. I know. I know." Then you know you have to take a step back and say, "You really don't know." Make sense? Is the idea clear, Jake? You understand what I'm trying to say? You get it? Okay, thank you. So, okay, good. It's an important idea. So, so I think I think I think we have to learn to ask ourselves a litany, a battery of questions. Okay. And that's really our next avoda. Do I really know? How do I know? Could I prove it in a court of law? Will be another explanation for the behavior. I'll repeat that. Those are just four or five questions that I came up with. But you come up with your own questions. Now, this is not the Kabbalah yet. This is still the pre-Kabbalah. But do I really know? How do I know? Could I prove it in a court of law? Will be another explanation for the behavior, right? Now, obviously, when you see someone who does something which is really wrong, you could also do this. But I'm talking about even before that, the things which we don't even know that are wrong, but that we judge negatively. So that's what I think I, I want to work on this. You know, it's something that's close to me. Um, full disclosure, this is the way I, you know, I'm, I'm used to thinking about things like this. So it's a little easier for me. But like I always say, easier for me means I have to move myself from here to here. If it's hard for you, what I'm saying, that's good because it means that even a little bit of effort, you're going to change yourself a lot. So it's not about, it, it's about improvement. All we're trying to do in our body is improve and teach ourselves ways and methods that we can keep improving in these topics that are really endless. And there's always most of a whole those more and more and grow in these things. We're trying to get the byways and, and self and self understanding, self knowledge, like we spoke about last time, and 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 training ourselves a little bit more, like we also spoke about. So that's what we want to do. So you say, oh, well, but uh, you know, but I'm so judgmental. I naturally good. So take a step back, or or if you're already good at it, so get even better at it. That's great. It doesn't it doesn't make a difference. The only thing that's bad is just saying this is how I am. I don't want to move. If you, if that's how you are, this is not the right place for you. There are a lot of shirman tar anytime on Safaraba, you know. Uh, you know, I like to see higher numbers on the bar, but that's, you don't have to do something for my ego. Not a good use of your time, right? So, but for those who want to grow a little bit, and no matter where you are, I'm very, very judgmental. Great. So be a little less judgmental. You know, I'm very, very not judgmental. So be even, let's, let's, let's work on each one is. So twice a day, very, very rigorously challenge your conclusions. That's really what it's about. We have to learn to very, very rigorously challenge your conclusions. 
Now, you need not do it about people. You can do it about people. But really what I want to look at now is because you understand that's in, in our VOD, a lot of time, we're, a lot of, you know, another part of what I learned from life that we didn't speak about last time we spoke about the general ideas is that, you know, this leads to that. You know, there's like looking at things straight on. I'm speaking Lush and Hara. I got to stop looking Lush and Hara. And then there's like, hey, there's because I think like this or because I do this, that leads me to Lush and Hara. That leads me to this. So this is a way, this is a gateway towards Don and Likav Chova. When you're not used to challenging your conclusions, so then you will be a Don, someone who's Don's Likav Chova. You will be someone who judges not favorably. And if you challenge your conclusions, you have a lot better chance of being a Don Likav Sofut. So that's that's what I want to that's what I want to focus on with everybody, right? Let's start. Take something. Now, you have a certain conclusion. Challenge it. It doesn't have if it, if it's more ready ready for you. Something that's not relating to people. So fine, but get into this get into this habit of really being challenging. We'll we'll go forward with it next week and see where it takes us forward in the world of specifically people, or or, or we'll see what to do. But that's what I think the first thing is. We have to start teaching ourselves. Take something you think about. It could be, you know, the. it could be if you're an American, you're starting to think about the uh, elections. I know people, I know where people's heads are because of the whole situation is there. But let's say you think about the elections and you're convinced Biden is this. Yeah, or you think you're convinced Trump is that. Test it. You know, now that might be a very emotional one for people. Okay, but test it, you know. Is Biden really as tired as you? Do you have, do you have real proof to that or or it's just, you know, you, you saw one video where he dropped off sleep so the super doesn't know what he's doing. Could be. Or is or is it not like that? You assume that Trump is this because of the I mean, maybe those are very, very sensitive. Maybe try it with your congressman or your senator, but take some idea. All Republicans are this, all Democrats are that, all that, you know, we're, we're our, our thinking is getting more weaker and weaker in a certain way. And and we're getting more and more populistic, more and more bombastic, less and less proof. People don't have to prove anything anymore. So it's it's very, very bad. It's I mean, it's bad in a zillion ways. Now is not the time to discuss it. I think America's failing a lot because of that. But just we have to learn how to talk to each other in a more respectful way. We have to learn how to think about things in a more respectful way in Israel and America. But that, that's not my topic. But it's not about in our thinking. And and I hope everybody sees how that so much relates to Donald Lekov's because because when I'm, when I'm jumping away, I'm getting more and more trained for just the simple bite size uh explanation for everything so that it's very very hard to not like how scored because i'm so convinced about it all the wrongdoing by so many people around me without giving them their chance okay so that's that's what it's about okay so twice a day very very rigorously challenge your conclusions use question them like i said do i know how do i know could i prove it in court of law what would be another explanation for this behavior etc really really challenge yourself that'll be a good petach a good gateway towards i like and everybody should and have a good, safe week. And we should see a great Hatzlachot uh, for our, our fighting forces this week and, and all of our friends. Okay, thanks, everybody. All the best. Jay, good to see you. Thanks for time. Thank you, Thank you very much. Shalom.